0: Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 567. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. Mamas, before I let you go, are you signed up for my workshop tonight? Do not forget to join me or grab the replay for my workshop, Five Mindset Resets, You Need to Shine Like a Mother. Go over to shamelessmom.com slash shine to get signed up today. That's shamelessmom.com slash shine to get signed up totally free. Shamelessmom.com slash shine. Danielle Silverstein is a mom to three kids and two rescue dogs. She and her husband, Adam, started the Marriage and Martinis podcast while going through the most intense, chaotic time in their lives. Their goal is to show a real marriage at its core, one in which both people greatly love each other, but also in which it has been difficult and messy. Perhaps you can relate. Danielle and I connected as newbie podcasters a few years ago, and from the moment I learned of her show and started stalking her ridiculously funny Instagram account, I knew I wanted to be friends with her. She is real and raw to the core. She is not afraid to dig into hard work, messy conversations, and she's eager to support others as they wade through all the work that comes with marriage. After you listen to this conversation, you are definitely going to want to subscribe to the Marriage and Martini's podcast and make sure you go and get Danielle and Adam's new book, Date Night Questions. You can download it in a PDF form and get going with it immediately. It's an awesome, awesome resource that's going to improve your relationship with your partner. So listen in to hear Danielle share the importance of talking about life and your personal evolution with your partner, not just always talking about points of contention and the hard parts of your partnership. Why Danielle and Adam started a podcast at a low, low in their marriage. The truth about the smoke and mirrors of all marriages. You might feel a little called out there. What it has felt like to be completely open, honest, and vulnerable with her life and her marriage in such a public way. Her two truths about marriage that she couldn't see coming when they started their show that might totally help you in your marriage. How to frame questions and conversations for healthy communication and growth in your partnerships. And all the goodies about her and Adam's new ebook, Date Night Questions, and how to use this book to support healthy, fun, and productive conversations in your marriage and partnership. It does not always have to be hard work, okay? I know sometimes marriage feels like hard work, and especially in the world that we've existed in for the last 18 months, it feels like there's like we all have a lot of work to do, and it just can feel hard and heavy. And I love that Danielle and Adam are committed to helping you with the hard work, but also creating space for your relationship to just have ease and fun to it, even during hard times. So, with all that said, I'm so excited and very honored to be welcoming Danielle Silverstein to the Shameless Mom Academy. Danielle, welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm so, so happy to have you here. Thank you so much for having me and inviting me. Oh my goodness. We're going to have a ton of fun because I'm a longtime stalker of your (laughs) show, your Instagram, all the things that you do. And I don't remember how you first came on my radar. It might've been through your Instagram But I do know that like once you came on my radar, I was like, I want to know her. So I'm so excited that I get to have you here. Oh, the feeling is mutual. So I want you to tell us a little bit more about the dynamics of your personal and professional life beyond the typical bio stuff that we already covered in our intro. And what are you most excited about right now?
1: Well, my personal and my professional life are extremely intermeshed. We <laughs> We'll get to
0: that. <laughs> they totally are. And I'm very excited to hear more.
1: <laughs> yes. In fact, it's so funny. Last night, we had a meeting with our therapist. And before we were meeting the therapist, Adam was like, what are we going to talk about? And I was like, are you sending me questions? And I was like, this isn't a podcast recording. <laughs> it's a therapy session. <laughs> so like, it's definitely, there's like a fine line between you know, our personal and our professional. So yeah, right now, actually I, well, at this very moment, I am super excited. Adam and I are about to go on our first getaway, just the two of us since pre-pandemic on Sunday. Yeah. We're just doing like a four night, you know, we're not flying it, Not because I don't want to fly, but just because like the timing was not great and we didn't have really enough time. But yeah, to go away sort of and, you know, sit just the two of us and really figure out what our next step is in everything, you know, like just in life and in the podcast and brand and all of that.
0: Yeah. Okay. So you have three kids. Tell everyone the ages of your kids. And then I have a follow-up question.
1: My oldest, my daughter is 15. I have a 13 year old boy and a nine year
0: old boy. So I'm imagining there's some busyness, some chaos, lots of things happening in your household. And during the time of the pandemic, a lot of ongoing chaos. And have you noticed that for you and your husband that you, aside from what you do for the podcast, that you get to the end of the day and you're like, I don't have time for, or energy for a conversation with you. And I haven't really for like a year and a half like that, which is maybe necessitating. Like, can we get away for four days and actually like, have a full conversation about the direction of our lives.
1: Yeah. Oh, definitely. You know, we we actually just did an episode where we talked about that whole, that new term that everybody's using that languishing, yeah. you know, where we're just sort of like, you're not depressed, but you feel like you're not thriving. Right. And that is sort of, I feel like not only describes how I feel, but that's sort of our marriage right now, mm. just because they, everything is just trying to you know, our, all our energy in our relationship right now is just trying to like keep our family together and right. give our kids the help that they need with what they're going through and getting back to regular life. There's just, there is really right now, it feels like no two of us.
0: Yeah, I absolutely agree with just having one child. We have that. Life. Right. No, I think
1: it's just, especially, you know, I think in general, there's just, everyone feels so incredibly overwhelmed. And I think we have this sort of, we're supposed to feel completely excited about the world opening back up. And I think we do, but at the same time, there's so much that goes along with it.
0: Right. Like you can't just flip a switch and be like, I'm back. (laughs) You're Mm -hmm. like, no, hold on. Like I still, I'm carrying a lot of fatigue. (laughs) Definitely. Okay. So you mentioned that, yeah, I'm totally laughing that Adam was like, we're going to therapy. Are you going to send me questions? Right. Because what I love about your show, and I think this is just like my hypothesis about its wild success, is that your conversations that you have on your show on marriage and martinis, it's literally for a voyeuristic person like me, it is like candy. Like you get to like sit and listen in on someone else's intimate conversations around marriage and family and intimacy and all these things. And so I find it really interesting and really impressive that you'd spend this time together, doing the show together, talking about your marriage and putting it out there for the world to see. And then you're also behind the scenes going to therapy and doing like work, work on your marriage. Does it seem like you spend a lot of time talking about your relationship?
1: Hmm. Well, before the podcast, the whole issue is that we never talked about our relationship.
0: Mm.
1: We started the podcast at
0: probably the lowest. Point of our marriage, kind of ironic and crazy, but yes, and I want to hear about that and go ahead and finish. And I want to dig into that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But I think the difference with the podcast is that we do talk a lot about our relationship on the podcast, but we also talk a lot about life, which has been really awesome because we've gotten to know each other in a different way as just husband and wife. And I think a lot of times couples, don't have these other conversations that go outside the box of our just our little space as a family in the world. Right. And so that has been really good and yeah, I think that we spend a lot of time on our relationship. I think our relationship needs a lot of time. I think we are both very complex needy individuals and I think that Therefore, the more time we spend on our relationship, I do think the better.
0: Yeah. I want to commend you on the conversations that you have, I think are really important. And I think that I love your point around, like, we talk just about a lot of life stuff. It's not always like talking about the ins and outs of marriage. And that is, I think the missing piece sometimes. And especially when you have kids and so many things going on that talking about the life stuff, it gets neglected. And those are the parts where you get to learn about each other and you're learning about like how you're growing, how you're evolving as individuals, who you are becoming constantly. And then what does that mean for you in partnership? And that's so powerful. Hmm.
1: Yeah. With the partnership thing, I think that what couples don't do and what we didn't do is we didn't have, not that everybody needs to start a podcast because obviously everybody can't, but we didn't have anything to bonds about that wasn't stressful before the podcast and not that the podcast can't be stressful because it can, but I think people lose that component once you're married. And like you said, you know, before about like different conversations and stuff, I think we lose the sense of, Oh, I've been married to this person so long. I know everything about them when really first of all, you can never know everything about somebody. And secondly, we are hopefully growing and changing and evolving all the time. And I know that I would say 80% of the answers Adam and I give on the podcast today, had you asked us 10 or 15 years ago,
0: they would have been completely different answers. Mm. So powerful and interesting. And yeah, I agree that to your point, we make time, we often get stuck in the mucky, dirty stuff. And like, that's, and then that's all we're addressing. (laughs) And that's Mm -hmm. not fun. That's not the fun stuff. But I do want to talk about the mucky, not fun stuff for a sec. I want to talk about the birth of your show. So your show is, wildly popular, but it came about in a really painful way. And like you said, you were at this low for sure in your marriage at the time that you launched the show. So tell us a little bit about the birth of your show and why you decided at the hardest point or one of the hardest points in your marriage to launch a podcast, to talk about that, which is such a vulnerable thing. Yes. So basically we were going through, Adam's dad was sick for a
1: long time. He had lung cancer for, you know, about 4 years and it was really hard for Adam. And he went really kind of into a tough place. You know, he was just he was doing a lot of things to try to, you know, cope and but instead of coping, he was sort of escaping. He would just sort of leave on a whim. He would go to Atlantic City for the weekend and you know, we had no idea when he was going to come back. He was, you know, a lot of substance abuse. It was just really a very tough time. He made a lot of really, you know, not good financial decisions. And I was really, you know, first of all, angry. And I was afraid for his life. I just thought every time he walked out of the door, I didn't know if he was going to end up in jail or dead. And, but at the same time, you know, like we still really loved each other and I knew he was hurting so much and he refused therapy and he refused help And so I was just sort of trying my best to figure out what was a way that I could sort of bring him back in and kind of rechannel his energy because he is such a great person and husband and father. He was just really struggling. And he always really loved podcasts, like since before podcasts were cool, like Mm -hmm. he probably listened to like the original podcast. I don't even know what that was, but he was listening.
0: An early adopter.
1: Yes. Yeah. He was just, you know, he's always been such a hardcore
0: Apple fan. So whatever they do, he's like the first on board. So he was Um, like the only person using this like random purple icon on his iPhone that everyone else was like, why do I need that? (laughs)
1: Exactly. And he was the only one who was like, this is actually going to be something when everything was like, it's a fad, it's going to fade. Yeah, And I knew that we had this chemistry and these deep conversations when things were good, you know, I knew that we were both very open, we're both extremely inappropriate. We're both, you know, very just like, we have this great banter that I knew could be something. And so one night when we were sitting around actually having a really good conversation, I looked at him and I just said, I think we should start a podcast Which was sort of like, had he said to me, Oh, that's hysterical, I probably would have said, Yeah, it was just a joke. But he looked at me and he said, Okay, let's do it. Which was probably the most, you know, like crazy thing that's ever happened to me, you know, that you say something, you put something out there and somebody embraces it like that. So, yeah, so we bought two microphones and walked back and forth looking at them for like two months being like, Oh yeah, we're (laughs) going to start that podcast. You know? Yeah. We keep talking about it. And yeah. And then one day we
0: just sat down and did it. And you started right in the hard part. Like you weren't at all like, here's how you can make your marriage perfect. Or here's Mm -hmm. like seven tips to save your, you just started in the hard stuff and let people just be a part of the conversation.
1: Yeah, actually, we started it. And then uh, the shit really hit the fan after the podcast launched. Around the same time, there were some secrets revealed that I did not know before the podcast. Mm. So we literally were having our first conversations about those secrets on the podcast. So it was really crazy. And the people who've been with us from the beginning, you know, really have seen the journey. Yeah. So it was definitely an intense time and it was also a very painful time. I would not want to do it again. I'm so glad we did. And we had the podcast while we were going through it, but it was a really, really painful
0: time. When did you start the show? How old is the show? We actually just had our three-year anniversary. Okay. So at the time that this was all going down, your kids were like 12 and Mm -hmm. I'm doing math, 12, eight and six something like that. So like pretty little. Yeah. <laughs> and like you said, you were going through this season of having a lot of worry and fear that like your husband might leave one day and he might not come back. And the choices that he were making, you know, could have big impact on the life of your family. And then you have these little kids that you are, I'm assuming that your sense of responsibility toward your kids was like heightened because you were worried about whether or not your partner would be able to continue to participate as a co-parent. That's a lot to carry. Did it feel like, I mean, did it feel just completely overwhelming or were you not kind of fully aware of the weight of all that before the podcast or at the time that you were launching it? And you were at the time that we were
1: launching it You know, I don't know how much, I think we didn't know what we were doing in any Mm -hmm. sense, which I think was also part of the beauty of the podcast, because I think there are so many podcasts and so much content out there that is people trying to show how to do something. People trying to show, you know, the right ways or the seven ways or the, this, or the, you know, that, like, And we were literally just like, we are knee deep in it. And here's what it looks like. And we are going to try to keep our head above water and we are going to try to survive this. But there was no advice because we had no advice.
0: Yeah. And I think that's what's appealing to people is that you didn't have it figured out. Yeah. You know,
1: sometimes we get reviews that are like, they don't know what they're doing. We're like, yeah, no shit. We don't know. <laughs> That's, That's the literally point. the basis of the podcast. <laughs>
0: <Right>. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Right. That's so funny. This
2: episode is brought to you by Bumble. So... You want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall, rock-climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble.
3: Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilled Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. You are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy.
0: So what have you learned about marriage and either like your marriage in particular or just marriage in general that you wouldn't have known if you hadn't started the show?
1: Oh, that everybody is going through it. Every single couple. And is I that the care. feedback that you get? Is that like the overwhelming feedback that you get? Oh my gosh. It is beyond. I mean, I don't care what you see on Facebook with the, my soulmate this and oh you God. know what you see on Instagram, <laughs> every single couple, no matter who they are, no matter what you think of their lives are going through something. Mm-hmm. And you know, and Adam and I, we masked it better than anybody, anybody before mm-hmm. we started the podcast would have thought that we had, you know that we were financially successful, that, you know, we had fun together and we did have fun together, you know, that we were just like this great couple who, you know, was just kind of breezing through life. And so we were that couple and yes, it has been an overwhelming, I mean, thousands and thousands and thousands of, you know, I never admitted about my marriage before I heard the podcast and Um, You know, I just never thought anybody else was going through any of this and yeah, it's everywhere.
0: I love You put up a post a while ago on Instagram about, I believe it was a picture, was it from your 40th birthday where you talked about, it was a throwback picture. Like this is a picture from my 40th birthday. And there was like, there's never a picture that has been more full of lies. And you mm-hmm. posted it originally at the time of your 40th birthday that you'd had this amazing birthday weekend with all your favorite people at fancy hotel and fancy dinners and all these things. And that was like the social media image. And then behind the scenes, like that ended up being this like very traumatic weekend and a whole bunch of things fell apart. And that is the perfect example of social media versus reality. And when I saw that post, I immediately thought of, I have a good friend who went through a divorce a few years ago. And at the time we were joking at the time of her divorce, she's like, the more pretty it looks on social media, the worse it is behind the scenes. And I think that can be so true that... <laughs> Yeah, and the social media images get prettier and prettier as like the crumbling gets more and more intense and massive. That's right. Yeah. Cause yeah, you don't want anybody to know. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Okay. So one of the things that I thought was really, th- I was listening to an episode a while ago when you were talking about being in your town and now you have this like level of local celeb well, I mean not just local, international celebrity status, let's be real. But oh,
1: I don't town, know about that. In you. your town,
0: this <laughs> level of like local celebrity status. And that you walk around town and you're like, oh, this is interesting, like dropping my kids off at school. And like people are like, oh, we heard her podcast on her sex life last night. Yeah. <laughs> (laughs) Tell us a little bit about what that is like to create this space, which I'm sure you and Adam, I'm sure for you too, it feels like this very safe and sacred and protected space, but then you also have to like go beyond where you're sitting in the safe room recording and having these really intimate vulnerable conversations back out into the real world and drop your kids off at school. And people have just heard your most intimate stories. How do you navigate that?
1: Right. Right. Well, there are some things, you know, sometimes I think about
0: there are a few episodes
1: where we've told our most vulnerable details that I know that there are people in my town who probably have only listened to those episodes because they just want the juicy details. You know, there are always going to be those people. For the most part, it has been like completely and totally liberating and empowering to just, you know, like be able to tell our own story and sort of like tell it from the perspective that we want to tell it. And whatever rumors are going around about us, you know, we've already told it, (laughs) you know, like you can't like, you know, no, that's not how it happened. Listen to episode, you know, 31 or whatever. Like there's something really liberating about that. And quite honestly, For the most part, the support has been overwhelming. I mean, you know, our friends, it's really become like own this entity that sort of like everyone has embraced. And I think people are proud, thank goodness, because it certainly could have gone a very different way.
0: Yeah. This episode is supported by my very own workshop that is tonight, by the way. Are you signed up? So this evening... Tonight, Wednesday, July 28th, if you're listening in live time, I am hosting my five mindset resets that you need to shine like a mother after surviving a pandemic. So please join me this evening. If you can't join me this evening, you have something else going on, sign up to get the replay because I promise you it will be worth your time. In this workshop, I am going to teach you how to take back your time in order to have me time every damn day while also enjoying far less chaos, stress, and overwhelm, all those burdens that you've been carrying for the last year and a half, let's start to work through and process those a bit so that you can start to move forward. I'm also gonna teach you how to become a decision maker and an action taker in order to stop staying stuck in your own head. Oh my gosh being stuck in that head of yours. I know because I get stuck in my own. I know that can be a challenging place to be. So let's work through that. And then lastly, I'm going to teach you how to reset your brain in order to believe and deeply see and understand that you are already qualified enough to go after whatever it is you want in this next season of life. So join me tonight live Wednesday, July 28th by going to shamelessmom.com shine or grab the replay. Coming live is always the best because you get to do the Q&A with me. We get to have conversation in the chat. It's so much fun. But if you can't make it live, you will get so much value by listening to the replay. So for sure, go get yourself signed up. Go to shamelessmom.com slash shine. Last thing, at the end of this workshop, there's going to be an invitation to join us inside of Momentum Mamas. Enrollment will be opening up. So if that's something you've been curious, if you love the show and you want more time with me, more time to learn with other shameless moms, more ongoing and deep, deep education around how to get to know yourself better, have a better understanding of who you're becoming, go after what you really want, even if you're feeling a little nervous, all that stuff happens inside of Momentum Mamas. And so at the end of the workshop, we'll be talking about Momentum Mamas and you'll have an invitation to join at that time. So again, go to shamelessmom.com shine to get signed up for the workshop, to get that invitation to Momentum Mamas, and to come join me for big, fun, awesome things, because you deserve big, fun, awesome things after all that we've been through in the last few months. So let's do this together. Go to shamelessmom.com shine to get signed up. And I think that's really great. I think it's funny because for a long time at my son's school, I was like, I don't want anyone to know what I do. I don't want people listening. It just makes me f- like, I'm not yeah. like it felt like a weird boundary to me and now I'm like over it and it's fine. But there is this point of feeling liberated where you're like, this is just who I am. This is how I show up. These are the things that I'm doing. Some people are going to love it. Some people aren't, but then you get that feedback from people where they're like, Oh my gosh, like this conversation impacted me in this way. And then that gives you more of this, not permission, but like, it lets you let your guard down to be like, I don't care if other people don't get it. I don't care if other people are maybe even talking shit about me behind my back. Like I don't care because I know the impact is so great for someone else that that's Mm -hmm. what counts. That's what I'm here for. And so like, let people talk if they're going to talk.
1: Oh, definitely. Yeah. And I think that for the most part, people, I think people look at us sort of like, you know, we were nobody to start a podcast, right? Like we literally, the only thing that differentiates us from anybody else is that we actually sat down and did it. We are nobody. I mean, we are literally, we have no background in any of this. I had never even spoken really in front of a microphone before, except maybe as a, you know, a maid of honor at a wedding. So we really had, There's nothing that separates us other than the fact that we took the leap. And I think that people sort of look at that and they're like, no matter what they say about our marriage, no matter what they say about our parenting or anything, there has to be a sense of, holy shit, they actually, they did it. Like they took the risk and did it.
0: Yeah. I totally agree that there it's something to be revered. <laughs> like, they went and did a thing that most people won't do. And that's amazing. What has been the biggest surprise about sharing all these intimate parts of your life and marriage on the show? Any big surprises that you didn't see coming?
1: You know, it's going to sound very basic, but like that people listen, <laughs> right? And that people care. I mean, I'm so unbelievably grateful. Yes it blows my mind that, you know, I mean, we, Adam and I, again, we don't have such exciting lives. We are really very regular people. We just happen to have, you know, we just happen to be very open about everything, but yeah, I, that to me really is. I'm always like dumbfounded that like people listen.
0: Yeah, I agree. It feels it's a really interesting phenomenon, people's level of interest in things. And it also it's so much, do you feel like it's fuel for you where you're like, Oh my gosh, like I didn't see this coming. And now I can't like, I'm so honored to be able to do this. And of course we're going to keep going because this ability to have impact on other people's lives.
1: Yes. I definitely, you know, the excitement also has been That you don't know where it's going to take you next. And there are definitely some days that I'm like, you know, when people are being, you know, jerks online or, you know, like a review that was just, you know, really harsh or something that happens that you're just like. Or an episode bombs or, and you're just like, all right, that's it. I'm no more energy for this. I'm throwing like, I'm done. Mm You know, and that feeling passes, thankfully, and something happens the next day that brings you back and sort of makes you excited again. But there are definitely those moments where it feels like it's too much.
0: Yeah. What are two or so truths about marriage that you didn't or couldn't see before you started your show and that you now know to be true? that uh, I'm, pos- I'm positioning you as a therapist. Now you're now, okay, a Mary's yes, Mary's we, Mary's I am, therapist. let me tell
1: you, man, everybody <laughs> wants my therapy. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> I would say, you know, for sure that, listen, we were married at 24 years old. If you're going to be with somebody till death do you part, and you've been together since you're 24, you better expect some serious shit to happen. Yeah. Um,
0: I love that. Expect shit. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Like you just better, like, don't be shocked when, you know, things aren't going great and don't be shocked when, you know, it's, we are human and we are going to make mistakes. And 24 is so young. Like you just still have all of this. I feel like angst in you and you don't know who you are. And then you're expected to come together and form this like union with this other person when you just don't even know who you are. I mean, even if you're in your thirties, whenever it is, you know, we're, like we said, we're always constantly changing and evolving. And, you know, I just think that there has to be an element of forgiveness. And I realize that there are some situations that are unforgivable. There are some marriages that are not, you know, should not be, and it's way better to find happiness elsewhere but I think that if the foundation and the connection is there and you really do love each other, I do think it's possible to work through most things.
0: Yeah. Lynn, this time of year, parenting can be such a fluster clucks.
4: You've come to the right place. I'm Lynn Lyons, and I've been treating anxious families for over 30 years. I'm Lynn's sister-in-law and co-host Robin Hudson. Join us for Fluster Clucks, a podcast Anxiety doesn't stand a chance when we're laughing, even about the tough stuff.
2: Hi there. I'm Andrea Owen, self-help author with 19 translations of my books, global keynote speaker, and life coach. My podcast, Make Some Noise, has been serving up self-help in a simple-to-digest way for the last decade.
0: I remember hearing Michelle Obama talk. It actually might have been in her book. I can't remember if it was in her book or that one time I saw her speak on stage. (laughs) And in any case, she was talking about that like marriages have ups and downs. And she's like, and nobody tells you that the downs aren't like, it's not like one day. She's like, there might be seven years that are like seven consecutive years where you're like, this is not that great. And when she said that, that was so eye opening. Cause I think that I think of like ups and downs as like, you know, a down might be a couple hours, maybe 24 at most. (laughs) And when she was like, be seven years. And I was like, that's a really long time. But that also, I think provides a sense of hope around things can be hard for a long time. And that isn't might be reason to separate, leave, get divorced, whatever, or it could be worth sustaining and like staying in it and staying those really sticky, hard parts for a long time until you figure things out, because there could be a happy ending to that. And like, you know, you said earlier, sometimes that's not the right choice. There's a lot of discernment that has to happen if you are not happy for seven years, for sure. But recognizing that like, that's just part of what happens with longevity. So if you're going to be in something for 40 years, potentially, it's not just going to be one or two hard days, you know, over the course of 40 years, there's going to be seasons (laughs) that last Mm -hmm. a while. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I think she said also, like, if you're married 20 years and you have two good years, then that's pretty good. I think she said that. (laughs) I remember. But yeah, absolutely. And both can be true, too. Something can be really, really hard and still worthwhile. Like, you know, Adam, for everything he put me through and everything, he is really, you know, a wonderful husband and a wonderful human being. And I've put him through stuff too, you know, and this is not a one way street like that. I have certainly, you know, he didn't get to that point all on his own. There were definitely aspects of our relationship and my, you know, contributions to it that led him in that direction. And, you know, and that's another thing also is, you know, it's rarely one person's, completely one person's fault. And that is actually something that I have not realized probably until this year. I think even listening back to some of the earlier episodes, I don't even know if at that point, I really truly realized my like part in it. I just sort of put all the onus and the blame on him. And it's taken probably a good, you know, two, two and a half years to realize like, oh my God, I totally played a part in that.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. One of the things I noticed when I listened to your conversations is the, and one of the things that I think is so helpful and really awesome, and you've probably gotten this feedback a lot, but listening to the way that you two communicate, there's a lot of really healthy communication that so many of us don't have modeled to us. So like my parents got divorced when I was four, my husband's parents got divorced when he was one. And then we both had a lot of relatives who got divorced and like, we didn't see a lot of Grown ups having really healthy conversations and healthy communication. And I'm always intrigued when you two are in conversation that there's a lot of like curiosity back and forth instead of defensiveness or like, oh, tell me more about that or like really good follow up questions that are just like trying to dig a little deeper rather than jumping to conclusions. And that while you say the show is not like a how to improve your marriage or seven steps to make it all better or whatever, there's this nuance to the way that you two communicate that I think provides really powerful gifts to people who are listening. And I'm curious, do you see that about the way that you communicate and do you get feedback along those lines?
1: Yes, for sure. You know, I think first of all, the evolution of how we communicate now versus how we communicated in the beginning. Is hugely different, and we, you know, there have been times, there were episodes, especially towards the beginning, when we didn't even finish the episode, we would just throw off the headphones and just, you know, go at it like a screaming match.
0: (laughs) Oh, I was gonna say go to your separate corners, but you're like, no, just yeah, no, 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 no. (laughs) It was
1: like a full on screaming back and forth. You know, had to turn off the microphone. You know, there are a few episodes. Actually, there was an episode sort of recently. I can't remember which one it was, but sort of recently where we had to stop and we didn't fight, which was different. We just stopped. I think I had to cry for a while. Mm. And I was sort of like, no one just wants to sit here and listen to me cry for 15 minutes. Let's just turn it off and then turn it back on. You know, so there's still, we are, it is definitely not all sunshine and rainbows now. And it never will be with us. Mm. Like we were never the two people who were going to get married and everything was going to be wrapped up in a pretty little bow, like we would have been bored out of our minds. (laughs) We just both, you know, we need adventure. We need a little bit of chaos, you know, not to say whether or not that's healthy. That's just who we are, you know, and a little bit, this has allowed us to channel all of that into something good. Mm -hmm. So, you know, but we are definitely still us and we definitely do not have it figured out. I think we will be figuring it out until the day we die but so many good things have happened along the way and so many wonderful moments, you know, and partnership and
0: great things. Yeah. How have you changed since you started the show? I think
1: first of all, I have way more empathy now than I did before. I think I always thought I was an empathetic human being, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I think I always said I was an empathetic human being. I think now you know, when people open up to you and tell you their stories and they sort of, you know, you hold that place for people and you've been through it yourself, you have a whole different sense of, of empathy. Yeah. And I think that I never had any expectations or goals for myself professionally. I never thought that I would be someone who would care about a, a business and a brand. And I just thought, you know, I was going to just have this place in life, you know, at home, which would have been totally fine. And is a fantastic role for anybody who is happy there. I didn't realize at the time I wasn't happy there. Mm -hmm. So that has been a huge change for me that I wake up in the morning and I am, I had this like fire burning inside of me to, you know, do more and, you know, and like grow this brand and this message and this, you know, all of it. I never, if you had told me five years ago, even that that was going to be a thing, I would have been like, that is insanity.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And we've had conversations offline where I've gotten to see that part of you. And like, it is so part of you to be creative and the entrepreneurial piece and like the, be a giver and a helper and like just dive into something that you're really passionate about and oh my gosh. And isn't it fascinating that you didn't know that was there and now you could probably never shut it off. Never shut it off.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. I didn't know, but you know, again, that that's a testament to, you got to just get out there before you're ready and just do the thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So we, speaking of our conversations offline, we had a conversation a while ago about a project you were working on date night questions. And so one of the things that you talked about when we first started our conversation here a little bit ago, you were talking about communication and having conversations. And you've, I've heard you talk about this on your show as well, That one of the things that you and Adam, where you thrive is like sitting in your, I think it's in your den, correct me if I'm wrong. And like sit in the den have a couple of drinks and just like talk things out and the communication and the kind of the revelations and the growth and the evolution in your relationship that comes out of that is so important and so valuable and potentially maybe the thing that saved your marriage and maybe saved from each other and from yourselves. And so you've now taken this really beautiful piece of something that's inside your marriage and you've created something to share with other people. So can you tell us a little bit about date night questions and What inspired this book and how other people can use this tool now?
1: Yeah, we would get constantly people would always ask us for the questions that we asked each other in the episodes. Because, as you said, again, sometimes it ends in an argument, but you know, 80, 85% of the time we can talk through stuff now. And it's just the vibe and the connection between us is just so like amazing and it took a long time for us to get there and there actually is a way to like frame questions that you're asking somebody and frame a conversation and everything and it is i feel like this skill that i've learned and so we started giving people in our email you know a couple of years ago a couple of the questions each week you know but just the questions like just randomly you know sporadically And then people started to want more of it. And so we decided to do an, it's an ebook. We did an ebook because we want people to be able to access it anywhere because you never know when you're going to like be sitting there with, you know, a glass of wine or a cup of coffee or whatever it is. And you just feel like you have that connection. And so it's a great time to foster this kind of conversation. And it's basically, it's first is 12 topics. Each topic has a vulnerable, intimate story about how that topic relates to Adam in my life. So we sort of open up the conversation and let you guys know that whatever you say, it will not be worse than what we have done. And then, you know, there's a bunch of questions to ask one another for both partners to answer. That's kind of in depth in each topic. And then we have like a little challenge, you know, that you could do together for date night or whatever. And it's been, you know, next to the podcast, it's been the coolest Thing I've ever done in my life. And it's just been, it's become like this whole thing on its own. So yeah, it's been really exciting and, and I'm really proud of it.
0: And, what, and you should be, I mean, to take like the work that you went through with Adam, the work that you two together have gone through, and then to create something that can help other people is like, that's like having a whole nother baby.
1: <laughs> uh, you're right. It was way more work than we ever anticipated, but it was well worth it.
0: Yeah. And what's the feedback? I mean, I know a little bit already, but tell me that like, what is the feedback then?
1: Yeah. The feedback mostly that we get, you know, that we get from different sex couples is, you know, women are always concerned. Like my husband would never do this. Mm -hmm. You know, he's not going to do it. He's not going to want to do it. And the feedback that we usually get after they've done it once is, Oh my God, my husband is now the one who's asking every week. (laughs) Are there more of those questions? We also get a ton. These are my favorite messages. We get a ton of messages that our date night book has led to the best sex of their lives, which I want some kind of trophy or plaque yes. or something to present in my podcast studio that says that I am the person who led to the best sex of your life. Yes. And I wasn't even there. Right. I don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> <laughs> but that has been awesome because I think, especially during the pandemic and stuff, I think there's been this huge physical disconnect between people mm-hmm. and, you know, and Emily Morse who does the sex with Emily podcast. I really love her. You know, she always says communication is lubrication mm-hmm. and like, I just love, I couldn't love any, that's just to me is the best quote ever. And it's so yeah. true. And it's time that we ha- start having the conversations that, we want to have like, not just the, all right, did you pay the bills or did you take, you know, the kid to, you know, hockey on time or whatever? We're like, we want to have the, oh, really? You want to try this sexual thing that we've never talked about? And I want to try it too. Wow. We just found this out about each other. Cool. Let's research it or see, or do all the things to figure it out.
0: Oh my gosh, I love it. So fun. The date night questions is in an ebook format. Yeah and it's like you can use them at any time. It's not like designated to be on a schedule or anything like that. You can nope, you could
1: like, I just say, you know, our biggest we just say look through and whatever at that moment looks good to you. You know, there are definitely there are very, very light and fun topics, but there are also some topics that, you know, you might not want to be in the middle of a restaurant, like, you know. Oh. ready to throw down.
0: (laughs) That would be me. This would be my style to pick like the most difficult in-depth question at like the very beginning of like before you've even had a sip of your first drink and right? right. <laughs> and then just totally ruin the whole night.
1: Yeah. I would not advise that. However, that's the- totally my
0: style. So I'm going to get it and then go for the light section.
1: Okay. Okay. But I will say the questions as much as, you know, we wanted them to be productive and we wanted them to be about stuff that matters. You know, we talk a lot about the mental load on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, we talk a lot about the division of household labor and kids Mm -hmm. and everything. And that's Adam and my biggest issue. So we talk about that Mm -hmm. a lot. And the questions on that topic, I have to say, which is one of our heavier topics, I think are framed so well and so gently. And so, you know, to remember that you are a partnership and you are a team in all of it, you know, and that's really what we want people to remember that they are, you are on
0: the same team. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So Final question before I ask you to tell people where they can find all the things, how are you currently showing up as a shameless mom?
1: I really feel like the last month that has been the true test of, I have certainly put everything else On the back burner a little bit, which has been, I think, the best decision I've made as a mom, my daughter had recently had, you know, some issues and was struggling and wanted to get an evaluation and stuff. And I knowing nothing about all of this, really, I think it's like learning another language, did all the research and figured out all the things and, you know, got her an appointment with a doctor and I'm taking her through the, you know, the right evaluation steps and processes and everything. And in the meantime, I sort of was like, I made this decision to just say no to everyone else. Mm. And, you know, and that was really hard because June is Mm. a really busy month for everybody, as you know, and, you know, someone's always asking for something, but that was really, that has been, I'm super proud of myself and I'm even more proud of my daughter for self-advocating and coming to us. Yeah. But yeah, that has been, I think, my shameless boundaries and no, and everything else has to
0: wait. I love that. I mean, don't love that you have to go through that, but I love that she advocated for herself, that you decided to make this a priority. Like that's just such beautiful boundary setting for all of you. And it also sets a precedence that like, this is who we are as a family, that when someone needs something, then we are going to like, we're going to rally around that person and drop a whole bunch of other balls to make sure that that person gets what they need, which is I think so beautiful and powerful. Oh, thank you. Okay. Tell people where they can find the podcast, the book, the, all the goodies.
1: Yes. So you can find a podcast wherever you get your podcasts, Marriage and Martinis, everywhere. You can find the ebook at com slash DNQ. And we are actually going to be running, I don't know when this episode is airing, but we're about to, if you sign up for our email, we're going to be launching a challenge that actually a couple's challenge to do together that was sort of born out of the ebook that people started asking for. So once you read the ebook. I love challenge.
0: Yeah. So when are you yeah. doing the challenge? Let me see if the, I can get this. The time.
1: challenge is going to start, well, you can really do it anytime. You just sign up for our email. And then when the challenge goes out, you'll get it, but we're going to run it in August. And it's basically one of the topics in the ebook is stuff. I always forget how I worded them, but I think it's stuff. I wish you knew stuff about me. I wish you knew. And it's just basically like anything that you so want your partner to understand or know, it could be anything. It could be you know, about an author you love, or it could be about a social issue that you wish they would take more interest in or about your job that they don't know enough about or whatever it is. And basically we're putting out a guide, you know, to sort of run this challenge to sort of both partners have to kind of learn
0: these things about each other. I love it. So So, fun. So fun. So I'm going to link this all up. I'm actually on your website right now. And I see right across the top, there's a little banner that says date night questions, ebook. You can just click on that right next to the martini glass. Oh my goodness. This has been so fun, Danielle. And I want everyone to go and get the book. I want everyone to subscribe to the podcast, marriage and martinis. You're going to learn a lot. You're going to, you're going to see yourself reflected in ways good and bad and your marriage and partnerships reflected in ways good and bad, but you're going to learn a lot in the process. I'm so, grateful that we made this happen and I can't wait to see what comes next for you and Adam.
1: Yes. Thank you so, so much
0: for everything. Oh my goodness. My pleasure. And thank you for all the ways that you show up, all the marriages that you're saving.
1: (laughs) Uh, Thank you so much. Thank you for all you're doing too.